Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblioscapes and Discussion. Today, I've got the great pleasure of being joined by Scottish-based photographer Julie Cumming. Good evening, Julie. Good evening. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Welcome, and thanks for giving me up some of your time. So before we talk about a couple of uh, Julie's zines, um, I won't pronounce the... I'll just pronounce the basic one, Blair Athol and Beyond on Film and Abstract Cities. Um, it would be great, Julie, if you could give us an, an introduction and a bit of a background to your photography and your, your art world. Um, so I'm a designer and photographer based in Blair Athol. Um, I studied product design at Duncan of Jordanston in Dundee um, and I graduated in 2018. And since then, I've kind of been jumping between Blair Athol and Dundee and doing some freelance work between photography, graphic design, interior design, all this kind of stuff. Um, and I'm actually going back to Dundee in September to do a master's in marketing. So I'm excited to see, well, more digital marketing. So I'm excited to see how that kind of encapsulates the photography and graphic design side of things. So Excellent. Very good. And obviously I'd imagine it's been some strange times over the last 18 months in Blair Athol. Um, but obviously, as we were talking about beforehand, it's a very, very sleepy, quiet village. And then every August, 12,000 people descend on the place for the horse trials. So, um, yeah, I'd imagine it's uh, some, been somewhat different the last few days for you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the lockdown was kind of just like an extension of winter in Blair Athol because it just yep. goes so quiet in winter anyway, like the caravan park shots, castle shots and things. Yep. So um, we were just kind of used to that, but we just had more sunshine than usual. That was all. <laughs> 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 very good so i i know blair athel very very well i used to go up there quite regularly when i was at, when i was a child so um when as when i was talking with francis scott um about the e9 blair athel was always our turnoff so i knew every single point in the dreaded e9 that got up to the point that i knew my journey was a way to end and i was going to see some scenic countryside and uh, deer and everything else but uh, yeah you obviously brought out a couple of zines this year abstract cities which is is a selection of work from across various cities in the uk and uh, blair athlon beyond which is not the official title but my pronunciation is not particularly great so which again is just a beautiful body of work focusing around Glen Tilt, River Tilt, and all, all things are Blair Athol. So I'm just really interested, first of all, I suppose, to, to know what, what was your motivation behind each zine? Because they're obviously very different. One's very much urban, and the other one is uh, rural bliss. Yeah, well, I think for the first scene, um, which was Abstract Cities, I think that came out in February this year or something. Yeah. Um, and I think at that point, I just, well, I hadn't been doing any freelance work for a long time. So I just kind of been floating about um, and I was needing some kind of creative purpose so I thought I'll get back into zine making because I started making zines when I was studying at DJ CAD and um, I actually handed in a body of zines for my dissertation in fourth year rather than a big formal report it was like cool. copied and stapled <laughs> little Brilliant. Zines, um, which was good fun um, it was a nice hands-on way of doing things and it took the pressure off because the more homemade it looked, the better. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, you can get yep. away with just the wee, the wee issues if it's not all perfectly lined up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the wee blots and things. Um, so, that's, so that was the inspiration between, uh, behind Abstract Cities, really, was just focusing on something creative and yep. something where I could kind of, I suppose it's maybe like a social thing as well. Yeah, um, because I think with zines it is quite a social thing when you're maybe handing them out and you're sending them out to people, 
you're yeah. connecting on Instagram and Twitter and things like that. So you, it, it's really a sharing process, but yeah. in print, because I think at that time I was getting really fed up with social media because that's what I was spending a lot of my time doing. And even now, I'm, you know, I'm so <laughs> through seeing zines and that, I've been getting more and more into collecting photo zines and photo books. I find things like apps just such an unengaging way of yeah. interacting with photography. You know, I love seeing people's pictures there and I've made so many friends. I'm so grateful to see what they're uploading, but I wish I could see it in a nicer way than just on a screen for a second. And if you log in and then you accidentally log out, that picture's gone and you have to search for ages to find it again. I just want to see what I saw two seconds ago, but I want to see it in full. So yeah, Zines was like a, a push against that, really. Yeah, I, I think Zines zines really allow people to share work and you see a lot of the zine swaps and, and things like that which look fantastic and it's it's a great it's a great cost-effective way as well of 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 getting your work to, to be able to share and, and to do nice small projects without necessarily the risk of having to get some big fancy Dan book printed but as you say there's there's the lovely element of it's it's physical it's tactile and you don't have to worry about scrolling past someone's images and there's, but there's also a sense of curation as well that you've put time and effort into selecting it's like the abstract cities to, to selecting all your bodies of work which i think they're all shot on film as well and yeah it, it's great i love the i love your very simple location list at the back which just basically says all the cities that they're from but it's, it's a lovely way of just doing it and and you can see some common resemblances between all the like, graffiti and just the the street lane street numbers street night street names and things like that as well yeah it was good fun it, because at this time that was all kind of like previous work that I had done on film um, yeah. because I've been making pictures with film since about 2016 I think I mm -hmm. maybe I tried using film in 2015 but I think that role just came out blank as does everybody's <laughs> first one <laughs> hopefully everyone's does that anyway so yeah. I think probably when I started successfully using film was maybe 2016 and it was quite nice to just go through all my negatives and things and find these pictures and try and think of a theme and think okay how am I going to curate these in a way because it was something that I hadn't done for ages and actually it's something that we don't really have to do very much nowadays because you're not often in a position where you're putting on an exhibition or something like that a lot of the time you're just getting your pictures ready to upload to Instagram so you don't have to create them too seriously because you know who cares what your Instagram feed looks like it's you know whereas with this you kind of had to look through it and see what paired up quite nicely and yeah. which pictures were important to include but then which other ones maybe although I like them did they actually tell a story about a place or did they have anything interesting visually or was it more just a sentimental thing for me so it was yeah it was good to do that it was yeah that, so I think that's what I enjoy most about the zines is actually looking through things and curating it and finding themes yeah well that that's it. it's always nice to try and get a natural flow and as you say tell a story so what what was what was your story that you're really wanting to tell with abstract cities um, well, it was kind of, I think I based it on colour in the end, because yep. yep. <laughs> um, I enjoyed getting all my prints back and laying them out. And I think at the start, I had maybe 80 pictures that I had to choose right. from. Okay. Um, so I started whittling that down and then just basing it on colour. So it kind of starts with like blues and soft colours and yep. then reds maybe introduced in a picture. So that thing yes. of red carries on through and then you hit like the big punchy reds and then you're softening out again to maybe yeah. 
um, just a wee touch of it, and then you'll spot that maybe there's more brickwork coming through yes, in yeah. the architecture that's shown. And it's so it kind of it's really driven by visual elements, I think, because that's what I'm when I'm in cities and stuff. I'm yeah. quite often clueless as to where I'm going because <laughs> because being from the country, it's not really an environment that I've spent a lot of time in. Yep. So I look out for these visual kind of things, and I'm really drawn to signage, color, pattern, yeah. everything that I can kind of interpret a city into like a creative place rather than just being somewhere that I've no idea where I'm going and I don't know what I'm doing or how best to spend my time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, th- I think I think the story really comes across strongly in it and what i also really like is the variety of cities the fact that these images which you're telling the story so well set over i don't know half a dozen six or seven different cities and it just it just shows how well all of our cities blend together particularly when you then begin to look at the likes of the brickwork and you're maybe talking about two entirely different cities locations and it just works so well together complementary yeah exactly i think at one point there's pictures let me just see it where it's London and Perth Perth, so it's like you couldn't really get much difference but when you maybe look at the buildings together you wouldn't necessarily know that they're totally different cities you know everything so I don't know it's quite nice that it's just everything we're all all the places are the same really on the base of it it's just how people make these places that's different and and how how challenging did you find it narrowing it down from 80 images to the, the images that are, are in it because I can imagine I, I suspect it probably was a bit of a challenge and I'd imagine some of your favorites probably got discarded yeah or I have a thing of like not extensively looking for pictures enough before I send off for prints so maybe once I've got the zine printed <laughs> I'll um, find <laughs> I'll find a cd full of pictures that I hadn't <laughs> come across so that's that's um, something that I've done with both my zines actually but I think that's fine I've <laughs> that's like a natural thing of making it easier um but no at first it was probably quite easy because I was quite loose with I was just ordering prints of if anything was a picture that I'd taken on film yeah in a city that was getting printed so that made it quite easy and then I suppose once I'd got it down to near like 40 or something that was when it became quite difficult because I would maybe think well I want all of the pictures from London to be in there but they didn't all need to be in there it didn't yes. really matter it, yep. you know kind of have to think wider than just getting narrowed down into things and did you undertake this all by yourself or did you did you have the first run and then get someone to give you their friend or family opinion and ask for a genuine family opinion as opposed to the usual family opinion just yes it's wonderful (laughs) dear or it's wonderful son and you think now i was kind of looking for something a bit more constructive there thanks but have another go (laughs) no i know what you mean um well, because it was in the lockdown, I just had my family really, but it was quite good. I mean, that was where the name came from, was I had them all laid out on the living room table. Yeah. And mum says, oh, what's this you're doing? I says, oh, it's, you know, a zine that I'm putting together. And she says, oh, they're all quite abstract, aren't they? Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> <But> it, <laughs> it wasn't a backhanded compliment. It was, that was just the observation of, that you know, yeah. you see things in abstract ways that I don't mm-hmm. see them in. So yeah. there we go, that was abstract cities. So that's that was quite good because that's the hardest part of a zine for me is uh, thinking of a name but I thought that's it well that's it yeah and you've <laughs> always I, I think with a name you've always got to make sure it tells people enough of what it is they're actually going to to look into and stuff like that and and did did your family contribute to the 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 sequencing or maybe not so much sequencing but any images or or did you undertake it entirely yourself um no I just undertook it myself very really. good um it's 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm quite. I was thinking about the scenes. They're quite. Um, to me, they're quite vulnerable things because you yes. are putting out your work and yep. you're kind of like letting your walls down. You yep. know, I kind of like my photography is my thing. So when yep. I'm sharing it with people or if I'm getting prints out and put them on the kitchen table, it's I'm quite shy around sharing them and things, but I shouldn't be yeah. because it's my family. But you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's yeah. like when you're, you're letting people listen to the music that you like and you're just sitting wondering, oh, well, they like it as well. So yeah. Um, so there is that kind of element of vulnerability, which is probably why I quite like collecting other people's scenes, because you feel that there's this connection with them. Yes. That this is truly, this is how they think it should have been put together, and this is how they work creatively. So, yeah. Um, so no, it's just all kind of me, because I don't really like letting people yeah. say things. Well, I, done yeah, I, <laughs> I, as you say, zines are great, and I've got a huge, big box magazine boxes full of them and stuff like that and it's always really interesting just to see how people put different things together it's when you mentioned there yeah about doing doing a zine and you collect them and you see how people interpret things it'd be quite interesting to give a whole bundle of zine makers this at the same like 40 images and say right you've got to produce a zine but give them no other guidelines in terms of you could have however many pages you want to or within it, maybe a certain. And it'd be interesting just to see the range of types, how it's printed, because those all those all come and all play a part in how the zine feels, just as they do in any book. But just to see how people sequence it and how people tell different stories from it. Yeah, I think that'd be amazing. Yeah, that's definitely, that's a bibliosceps for the future, I think. That's yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds like a lot of complicated, <laughs> a big one to organize, com- complicated but... <laughs> work, to be perfectly honest. But it'd be, it, yeah. I think it'd be quite interesting to see everyone's totally different take on the same set of images and just to see, well, how, how do people think these all interpret? Because as you say, it's it's your interpretation of it. It's, it's, um, it's a moment in time for you and your work. And as you say, you said earlier, it's like you found CDs with images. So there's clearly maybe an abstract cities too could take shape. Yeah. Or or you find one maybe in, in the future when you've actually, you're maybe going out and, and purposely looking to identify abstract shots. And when you return to the big smoke in Dundee, they'll maybe be, there's maybe then the opportunity to explore it further and see what see what it can develop to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I think that's there's no right or wrong way to make a zine. I don't think which Absolutely. is nice. I think it's there's no kind of I don't know pretentiousness behind it that it should look like this and it should do yeah. that and it should be perfectly bound and it should have all this gold lettering and stuff on it. It's it can be whatever as fancy or yeah. as unfancy as you like. Yeah, I, I think I think I think with anything like this, you you just you learn from everyone you do, and you learn and you develop and you improve and you tweak. And I think it's the same for anyone who's making a big fancy book. You learn and you develop and you make minor tweaks and stuff like that as well. So, it's it's all part it's all part of this experience. But I I really like the abstract cities. I like your your introduction as well, which is really nice and it actually offers quite a lot of depth and knowledge into into your thought process and. Um, and yeah, just the whole the whole printed material as well. It's 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 really nicely done because I think it was at the sustainable print company you used as well. Yeah, so. yeah. It's um, so for the abstract cities, the cover is so I'd ordered a whole load of sample papers from different companies across the UK, and the one that struck me the most as kind of being just something that I wanted to go for from now on, really, in print, yep. no matter what kind of project, was the sustainable print company. Yeah. Um, so they're not local to me, which is, I guess, that's not a 
ultimately sustainable, but everything that they do. There's not is many print companies. There's not many print companies that are local to Blair Athol. Yeah, exactly. I get away with that one. So, like, all their energy is hundred percent sustainable. The way yep. they work is sustainable. You know, all their paper papers are recycled. Yep. Um, biodegradable, and they have really interesting paper stocks I've never heard of before. Like, the cover of Abstract Cities is made from the byproducts of leather manufacture. Yeah. So all this waste that comes about because of leather manufacture has been made into paper, which is totally biodegradable. It's been made using green energy. It's it's incredible actually that they can do this. So I think, you know, it's just it doesn't cost extra or anything. It just takes a little bit more searching out, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, find yeah. these ways of doing it. So, you, yes, you're bringing another thing into the world in a world that has plenty of things, but this is conscious and it's kind to the planet really yeah no it's it's lovely it's really nice and obviously your other your latest one which is Blair Athol and Beyond on film I think is it algae cover an algae yeah. cover or something which yeah, was yeah they, get, they just get more ab- yeah they get more abstract in their material by the <laughs> by the addition yeah this was made so the cover for this one was made from algal blooms that are on that are found on like fragile areas of water. So ultimately, these algal blooms are harmful to the environment that they're in. So they're yep. taken off the water and they're repurposed and made into paper. Again, using 100% green energy, and it's just I just find that incredible. You know, I just love seeing what can be made from things you would never expect. Yeah. Like in my course, a couple of years below me, there was a student who was making glasses frames out of coffee grind. And just bringing it together. Yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't love all that kind of stuff. So it's, um, yeah, it's something that impresses me very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's always fascinating to see what can be done with used products and recycling and, and bringing stuff back in. And yeah, so your, your, latest, your latest zine, which is really focused very much on your local environment, has this, has this, was this something you've, you've kind of shot over lockdown or during this year or do the images date back to a, a, a different period yeah i made most of these pictures during this lockdown my goodness when would that have been spring this year yeah <laughs> you're like it's trying to figure out when we were in lockdown most of them were made during spring this year a couple were summer last year when i was taking pictures for my book but and um, most of them were spring this year so that was quite nice i knew that i was making these pictures for a project of some kind and part of it was that I was testing out a little camera that I hadn't used for years and I wanted to see how it was going so there was lots of things already tying into this mission of going out and taking pictures every day I think it was just a reason to get out of the house and go on a walk as well yeah when you've been in the house and like so I because of the nature of my work at the moment I didn't have any freelance commissions and the cafe that I work in was closed so I really had nothing, yeah. <laughs> nothing to do so it was kind of finding a purpose in each day that was firstly the purpose started of being let's see if this camera works let's yep. take a you know whole collection of pictures around about my local area let's show it off for what it is on film and things like that so it's yeah. quite nice that it ended up being a zine yeah and and did you when you started the project was the purpose a zine or was that something that then followed because obviously you'd had the experience of doing abstract cities so i imagine there must have been some form of yeah let's try and do another one 
I think in the back of my mind it probably was like that, yeah. Any yeah. excuse to make a scene is good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's as I said, it's a it's a it's a lovely, lo- it's a great body of work which for me really appeals and really connects because of my my connection of visiting Blair Athol Caravan site as a young as a as a little kid, and yeah, it's I I, I keep on going back to the the Blair Athol railway station as well because I remember crossing at the <laughs> level crossings over and over and over again. And it's, it's just the wee small memories and things like that. And yeah, up through the woodlands around Glen Tilt. So it's a, it's a wonderful body of work that you've put together. And I think it really, it really shows off the, it really shows off the area and you've actually managed to avoid including any pictures of the castle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, that wasn't on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's funny. I think, it's I love seeing projects where people that really know an area have kind of shown it off if that makes sense absolutely because yeah. I think Blair Athol is kind of one of these areas that can fall into the cliche thing of oh you know it's touristy and stuff like that and there's like the standard sites yes but um I think there's more to it than that you know and a lot of these things like of the inner cover image it was taken from a spot a really beautiful spot which is the whim yeah i mean it's not far from my house and it's this victorian folly that was built by one of the late uh, dukes and it's this incredible structure but actually you can see the castle when you look out from it but if you just even look to the side you can see all these beautiful trees that have been there for hundreds of years and the shapes in them and the old walls and the rubble you know like who's who's built these walls who's walked within them I think there's so much more and that, that that's the same with any place really is that yeah. I love something where you can see past the standard kind of the recognizing and everything is recognized for being you know is <laughs> yeah. all beautiful and things but I like to find some things that are like un, I don't know it's not unknown or whatever but no, you know yeah, I mean? but but yeah, I know I know exactly what you mean because for so many people, Blair Athol, the castle, is so very well known. The horse trials again are so very well known. House of Brewer is so very well known as well. So it's really nice to actually see what's beyond that. And actually, when you when people take time to to explore it, it's such a beautiful part of the world and so so underrated i think for so many people as well but yeah you you really show just all the the beautiful valleys and the beautiful woodland areas and the, the hills that are just round about you and set setting your home home landscape yeah it's and it was kind of at this time um i was really interested in the people that have been there historically so likes of the dukes and the ladies and things like this but also the people that have lived there through time yeah. and finding all these little spots like hidden wells and little like there was something i've still not been able to identify but little round um kind of pits in the ground that are wall lined so we think they might be like um ice houses or something like that but i think when you start to look at a place through its heritage and that's that's kind of where the name came from it's it's um, a Gaelic name, it's Skira Magukish, and that means the place of my heritage. So, And the reason that I had that name was because of Lady Evelyn Stuart Murray, and she right. was the one of the daughters of the seventh duke. And she had, she's got this great story, and it's just too long to tell. But basically, she fought for Persia Gaelic. You know, it, in those days, it wasn't usual for her lady to be friendly with the locals and speaking to them and things, but she became friends with the local people, no matter what their class was. And she took their stories and their tales and she yep. 
she meticulously jotted them all down. So as much as, you know, the heritage is what's going on at the moment, I enjoyed thinking back to how these people would have seen things and they probably would have just noticed the woodlands and that because they wouldn't have obviously the thing, the infrastructure that we do now. So their walks would have been much simpler. So they would have found marvel in the beauty of the trees and things like that. So it was quite nice to kind of try and think, you know, get the headphones out, stop listening to music and just (laughs) see it as somebody else would have seen it years and years ago. Yeah, in a to- in a totally different era, and I, I think the 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 zine format really makes it feel very very much of an intimate landscape, and it really makes you feel part and embedded within the landscape, as opposed to, I think the the size of the format and the structure of the of the images really brings that across, and it tells it tells a beautiful for me it tells a beautiful story just of, of that that small landscape, and I think it's also large. I think it's really helped by just the wee picture of the of the train of the railway station because it kind of just okay. it gives you the feeling of a really wee small a small village effectively and and then you're then able to explore what the beauty of the landscape is surrounding it. Yeah, no, it's 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 a great place up here. I'm very lucky to live here and grown up here and things. You know, we've, it's it's always nice when I speak to people about it and just how many people can remember coming here as a child like yourself and things like that yeah. is you know you feel very privileged every day anyway but when you hear stories of how much people love the area no matter how their connection is to it it's yeah it's nice. and how, how did you how did you find it building on your experiences from abstract cities in terms of one curating the images and then sequencing did you find it much easier or was it more difficult or did you take a different approach with it second time around um I think I was probably more loose with it second time around okay yeah I had the I had less to do because I didn't have to design the template as such because I decided that this would become a little series so it has the exact same front cover layout as abstract cities yes the locations list is the exact same layout and things like that so I knew that there wasn't too much to design graphically myself which was nice yep um and I had far fewer images to choose from (laughs) so that was that was like a natural curation thing yep um so I think that made it nicer because I could focus on the pairing up yes. of images better um, I think that's what I've you know I've probably improved on for the second zine was yeah. just that taking time to really understand why two images would sit together on the page and I still don't fully understand nearly as well as half the people that I buy zines from and things and see half the photo yeah. books that I see but I feel that I'm starting to actively yeah. you know these things more which is nice well that that's and I, th- I think also as you say once you start doing them and now that you've kind of got a, a template for future ones i think when you go out to shoot you're it's always in the back of your mind you're thinking about right okay actually if i take this shot i need something that maybe works well or this shot might be something that just sits by itself and i think that you, ju- you just learn and you build on every single one that, one that you produce and it's, it's all just it's all an experience and it's, it's a learning process yeah, and it's mainly something actually that I think I learn from my peers around me, whether yep. it's seeing their photos online or engaging with their zines and things and asking myself, why does this story tell so well? Like, what have they done here? Yep. And you think, OK, it's because they've shown maybe a far out shot and then it's close up and then it's a tiny little detail that just helps you understand objects, people, places so much better. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's worked really well, and it's a, it's a love it's a lovely publication, and again, really nice 
paper choice and I love the, the combination of the, the front cover, but also then the, the inside pages just have a lovely feel to it with, with images and really gets just the, the beautiful tones across as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so have you, got, have you got more plans for future zines then and future projects? Is it something you, you enjoy and you want your team to work on further? Yeah, definitely. I think there def well, there needs to be a Dundee one. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like a, a rediscovering all my old favourite places because it's been three years that I've been to Dundee, well, since I've been there. Um, but every time I visit, I notice something's changed from when I used to be yeah. there. So I think it'd be quite cool to see how things have changed, you know, like what shops have changed and things like this. Um, yeah. But even just when I'm driving around any area of Scotland, you know, there's... I think about zines to do with architecture and then I see like old ghost signage and I think oh I need to do one about signage yeah but then actually I think my biggest thing that I really want to get into is portraits and mainly of the people that I have around me because yeah I had this thought one day that I'm just it's great that I'm enjoying taking pictures of locations and things like this but I'm busy doing that when really I should be documenting the people that matter to me and influence my work and things like that so yeah now that I know that all my cameras work and I know what film stock I like <laughs> um, I'm going to try and focus on somehow documenting the people around me and trying to get into portrait photography and telling stories that way so yeah. through faces and objects and yeah. locations rather than landscapes I think that'd yeah. be quite nice it's a big you know a <laughs> big off field Shift. from what I've been yeah. doing but it, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a balance of bringing portraits and bringing the people into the landscape, and it's 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 probably in the last year that I've really begun to notice it from running bibliostates and people opening and recommending it and stuff like that. And I would say some of my favourite photo books I've acquired or zines or whatever over the last year, it's like Ragnar Axon's Faces of the North, and I spoke to Jan Coates about her yes. North Sea Swells, and yeah. then also uh, Zoe Childerly out in the desert, and, and all and all of these, and it, it's bringing uh, Robert Dar the veil as well, and it's just bringing the people into the landscape, and it, it's just fascinating to see some of the some of the portraits of some of the people, and I can imagine the, exactly the likes of Blair Athol Estate and Blair Athol in itself, just some of the characters that must be there that will have so many tales to tell about the environment that they they have lived and worked in all their life. Yeah, exactly, and even. At a more personal level than that even just my friends and family and things yeah. you know, sometimes think to myself I don't have any pictures of my friends you know why don't I do that because I'm not a person that like gets a phone out and takes pictures when we're out for tea or something like that I'm yeah a bit of a technophobe yeah. <laughs> and it's the film photography rather than digital so it's um so it's definitely you know it's and I think probably just with the work that I've been seeing and enjoying as well I think no I want to yeah. give that a wee bit of a go and just see how I mean I know that portraiture is really difficult and things but any attempt is better than none you know well, still document someone well well that that's it you is is you document it and it's it's still producing a, it's all still capturing a moment in time which i think is equally as valid and um it's people something i don't photograph people something i've really not got an interest in photographing from to be perfectly honest um but I enjoy looking at other people's and I can happily spend so much time just looking through and looking at the the faces and the Jim Mortram's book, uh, Small Town Inertia. It's, I just happily sit and look through that and just read the stories about the individuals. It's just fascinating and it tells you so much about that 
that whole world. And I, I think it's, and I think, but also I think combining the landscape with the, with the individuals works really well as well. It's kind of a lovely combination of both. And it, it gives you something, it gives you a bit more than just looking at a pretty picture for, for one of yeah. a better word sort of thing. It, it kind of yeah. puts, it puts a bit of perspective in place. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so, yeah, obviously I talk a lot about photo books and, uh, hence why I do why, why I do all of this, but I'm always really interested to know what are everyone's favourite books, zines, whatever. It is. I know you're a big collector of zines, um, <laughs> so I'm really interested. I suspect the majority of these zines are probably all sold out because one thing I find with uh, with social media and zines is unless you actually spot them quite often or not by the time you find out about it, it's because they can be small runs of 20, 30, 40, 50. You, you very rarely see a zine run of 500 editions or 500 copies or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it can, be, it can be a real challenge to get, to get hold of some of them. But yes, it's, it's great to see. And it's, it's, for me, I also think it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to support so many photographers as well, because I'm not going to shell out 30, or, you're not, or people aren't shelling out 30 or 40 pounds for a book. And if you think about 40 quid for a, a hardback book, which again, they're all beautiful, but you could probably pick up six, seven or eight zines or something like that, which is really quite nice to, to get a wee collection of. So yeah, I think over to you, what are your, what are your favourite photo books or photo zines, zines books? Well, I've, yeah, I've just got a wee, so most of these actually I've got over the past year. Cool. So okay, good. I've just kind of been looking at everything. I thought, what kind of is a, because four was just really difficult because I've got all these little folders that I've been collecting of zines and I've got a lot of friends that I've made through making zines and stuff like that. So I thought, what kind of encapsulates the themes? So, yep. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> so which of these are... <laughs> yep. It's, it's um, nice. Everyone, everyone comes with a different approach to what, what they want to share. So it's always, it's always very interesting because I appreciate four is very difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, I'll make it three and then I can talk more about them. But no, I have to just be four. Oh, that's so, right. talk, <laughs> talk away. Yeah, there's there's no problem about that at all. So, well, continuing with the theme of portraiture, and probably one of the reasons I'm so keen to get into it myself is a zine called Stokes Croft by Jake Davis. Um, and he is a film photographer from down south. Right. Um, this was a self-published zine and it was a bit of a collaborative zine with an artist called Chris Taylor. Right. And it's really cool in that I don't know how to describe this. It's okay. one side is Jake's work, but then you flip it. Oh, and right. Very good. On the other oh, side. Yeah, good. No, it's very cool. So it's like, you know, that's nicely thought out. I enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and it's filled with black and white portraits of people who are in the street of Stokes Croft in Bristol. Right. So it's, and they're just all very honest portraits. It looks to me as though it's kind of like, walking passing by in the street and saying can I take your portrait which is really nice it's something that I wish I had that skill to be able to do yeah but actually if I'm in the street with a camera I hide it rather than yeah. <laughs> ask anybody for their portrait um so it's, it's just really nice to see these nice black and white high contrast portraits of people and it's the kind of zine that I can you know I can read through it and well do you read a picture zine I don't know I can look through it and I can really deeply think about, you know, who is this person? What's their background? You know, look at what they're wearing and things like this. Yeah. Or you can gloss through it and it can just be this really immersive, mysterious zine of, of people who stay in this area that I've never even been to before. But it tells you about 
the area itself, you know. Absolutely. It's like very arty kind of people. They all look really interesting, young, different hairstyles. There's a little dog in one of the pictures, you know. It's yeah. just yeah. And it gives you a feel for that area, even though I couldn't even tell you on a map where this is in Bristol. Yeah. But it and the only picture that we have of the area is on the cover is a nice kind of landscape shot. You can get a feel for the houses and the buildings. Okay, like building yeah. with graffiti on it that looks quite run down and things. So it's it's got that general you, you can relate it to cities that you know kind yes. of thing. Yep, yep. Um, Good. Yep. Very nice. Yeah. So it's it's just yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. It's um very well done. And it's because it's all on film, it's got that nice grain about them, which I think is nice. Um, yes. So yeah. It's just a lovely wee zine of portraits. So Very that's my good. first one. Excellent. Um, and I'll probably, we'll stick with Down South. And then, um, okay. so the next one that I've picked out is Brighton Plus Minus by Jules Carr. And this is an Art Deco Magpie um, collated observations. It's number nine. Um, okay. I love this whole collated observations series, even the fact that they've got different coloured spines and they all look really nice. I think just yes. few details like that and makes it collectible. Absolutely. Um, perfect bound. Yeah. Really nice soft touch cover, square yeah. format, striking cover. I just, yeah. So Art Deco Magpie do lovely things with this series. Yeah, I've, I've got, I've got a few, I've got a few of them. And yes, I really do. I really do like them. I think they're, they're really nicely done. And as you say, it's just the wee attention to detail, the color matching up with the, spine and then the number yeah. on the front and things like that yep yeah it's like these wee nice pernickety things that always pay off yes um so this scene probably a lot of your listeners will maybe have a copy but it's a collection of jules's um documentation of brighton and what i love about this is firstly how she's paired up the images i think every single pairing is perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i just i think yes i get why she's paired it like that the colors are great the the kind of tension between light and shadow is really nice as well yes, and it all yep. kind of ends up being a very immersive scene although it's not huge in volume you yep. do feel like you're there and like you've seen brighton if that makes sense yeah and yep. how the transitions from from light daytime morning you know it's got like you go from the nice doors on the street so it's almost like you're walking through the street in the morning and then you go to the sunset and the beach and things like this. And then you're into night and you've got all these nice cafe photos and things like that. It's just, I think as a journey, it's very nice. It's like one of the nicest scene journeys that I've seen, really. Um, yeah. And again, I've never even been to Brighton. But when you look at that scene, you feel that you can relate to the area very well, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, very good. Excellent. Um, and then my third scene is... And this goes back to my love for signage and typography is Signs Volume One, London. Um, and this is by Strange City Press. It's right. um uh, I think the whole publication is run by this artist, Izzy RL. Um, and she puts out these zines and things. And these are some of the most accessible zines in terms of like price that I've okay. seen. Like they're yep. just they're great and they're perfect bound and everything. Yep. nice landscape format um and this scene is full of typography and signage throughout london right which is so obviously with me enjoying that kind of thing i just think it's great um and the whole scene is very nicely laid out graphically 
Yeah. Um, but no, you know, even though it's just about the signs, each picture hints at something else in the wider okay. street yeah. sense. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of get an idea, like if it's like boarded up shops or like shutters down, or if it's vibrant people kind of walking past, or if it's nighttime, you can kind of you see more than just the signage. If that makes sense, it's like yeah. As he's yes. documented more than just the typography, she's documented how the place is at this time. Yeah. So historically, it feels quite important. You know, yeah. like in 30 years or something, we can look at this and think, oh, well, what's actually there now? And how does this sign look now? Or yeah. have these shops changed and things like that? So, and it goes from like um, shop headers to lettering on um, doorway entrances and things like that. So it's yeah. a whole range of things. Yeah, some beautiful um, attention to the detail, but as you say, there there's a bit of context about it as well in terms of yeah. in terms of the setting and the environment that, that they are in, which I think yeah is a lovely yeah, exactly. little touch. Yeah, it hasn't been zoomed too much on the signage. It's kind yep. of like here's the sign, it's beautiful, but here is the wider location sure. of the setting that it's in. Very so, good. I'm very that's excellent. Quite cool. I'll have a wee look at that one. Um, and my final one is I don't think it has a name. But it's by an artist, um, a photographer called Saimi on Instagram, who's based in Glasgow. Um, and this is a self-published scene, again. Um, perfect bound. And it's got this great striking black cover with dinosaurs and neon lighting on it. All right. That on the camera. Okay. Um, and this, this is just like an incredible mix of pictures from all over the world and from the past few years. So it's even though there's no like overriding theme to it, it's all laid out and paired so nicely. So like he's done the impossible really. Yeah. <laughs> he's not given a theme, but has managed to pair this up and make it like a journey of, you know, sharing these past few years with him through pictures. Um, so there's a mix of medium format, Polaroid, um, 35 mil. There's great, really immersive and intimate pages where it's actually on black paper and you just, the All difference right. between a black border around pictures, like a full yeah. black page border and a white. I didn't really think about this myself until I saw this scene. Yeah. And I thought you just, with the black all round, it feels really intimate and yes. quite close with that picture for some, you know, somehow. So you've got great portraits of people. You've got pictures from um, Greece, Japan, America, Scotland, Incredible. like beautiful Scottish scenery that you recognise. Yeah. Um, skate cool. park pictures pictures of friends you know it's and so it's just it's really nice and that it's just like a visual journal uh, journal yeah but we've all been it's been shared with all of us you know because there's 100 copies so 100 people have shared this journey yes. and experience with the yeah. artist fantastic um, which yeah. Is, yeah it's just great it's and every because there's i think there's like 100 pictures in it or something so it's one of these ones that every time you look at it, you spot a new favourite one, if that makes sense. Maybe yeah, you absolutely. You spot yeah. an image that you think, that has taken my eye at this particular moment in this yeah. mood. Yeah, that's it. And, and you'll see different things within each image as well, which is, is one of the great things about looking through books. You you can come back to it over and over again. As you say, as you mentioned earlier, you're, you don't refresh your Instagram feed and all of a sudden the picture that you were trying to see is scrolled down 20 million. It's gone. It's just <laughs> gone. And your your best hope is to actually remember the people you want to see. So yeah, it's, it's the ability to look through zines, books, anything printed. It's just a wonderful thing to 
be able to say, okay, this is this is how the work should be viewed. And, and it, it gives you control over how it's viewed as well. It's being presented in the way you want to do it, as opposed to just a scroll thing. And you mentioned Instagram earlier on, and it's interesting. I when I when I when I do share on Instagram, which is very, very infrequently, I always share in sets of three now. So I maintain some right. try and maintain some form of control over how it's presented. Um but yeah, it's 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 a challenge, and I think yeah, printed form is wonderful. It's a beautiful tactile experience, even in zine form. It's like you've got two zines, and the paper choices are both entirely different from each, but yeah, they both suit the subject matter so well, um, and it shows what can be achieved without having to go to get some fine art papers and some big fancy cloths and all that sort of stuff, yeah. which looks which looks wonderful. But there, it, it demonstrates that there's, there's a there's a place and there's a there's there's space for everything and everyone and I think that that's part of what what I enjoy about photography books and and seeing speaking speaking to so many different photographers yourself included about how what inspires what what gets people going what motivates them to to bring out some zines some books or whatever it is they're working on. Yeah, absolutely, and I think the thing with zines is as well because they're so accessible. That means more people can make them. So Absolutely, the more yeah. people that are putting their photography into print and we're sharing it around, we're creating this print printed photography community, whether it's in things like the Another Place Press series, or if it's like the Art Deco Magpie series, or if it's self-published, or if yep. it's collaborating. I just think that's, I think it's such a nice way of doing it. And yeah, we can step up to, if we wanted, we could go into photo books, you know, save yep. up or get some funding for a project. But a zine is just such a nice way for people to dip their toe into that water yeah. and get their work printed and just see how it's received and you know all the stuff that I've seen is amazing so when I you know I'm so excited when I hear that people are making zines and stuff <laughs> yeah it's, it's a great way and it's 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 really nice just to see that you've kind of got a style for your zines as well it's like in terms of just the layout and things like that because as you say it allows you to roll it forward and it might be a zine that you produce every three four months or something like that and then you might at some point say well actually i'm going to do something that's slightly bigger or fancier in terms of a specific body of work but yeah it, it's great and yeah there's so many great publishers as you say adm and uh, another place press and even uh, i suppose going back landscape editions from Pozu books and stuff like that they were all really nice formats uh, and brownell press and stuff like that they do so many so much good work as well so it's always really interesting to to see what there is because yeah i think it's it's fascinating to see as many people published as possible and it just it just creates a wonderful opportunity yeah no it's um a second that <laughs> <laughs> well on that note i would just like to thank you for your time julia it's really been a pleasure chatting to you about your work and about blair athol um, and your abstract cities as well so yeah thank you very much for your time it's been interesting to hear about your journey into zines and i suspect your journey is only probably just beginning um but it's great to to, talk, to hear you talking passionately about the the zine community and there, there are so many people who are producing them and i think it just shows that you don't need to have some big publisher backing you in order to get your work out there and seen by others yeah, no, thank you so much for having me and thank you for all you do for the photo book community and everything. And, you know, just thank you for everything. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure. It's, it's it's always really interesting and I, I enjoy speaking to everyone about it and to hear everyone passionately talk about their work and about other photo books as well, because that, that's part of what it's all about. So, yeah, thank you very much. Cheers, Julie. Thank you.